0: Welcome back everyone to the Teacher Talk Podcast. This is CJ Reynolds and I wanted to remind you that my new book came out, Teacher Class Off, The Real Rap Guide to Teaching is now available at Amazon and on bondsandnoble.com and it would be available at B. Dalton bookstores if they still existed. Alas, it does not. So if you do end up getting the book, if you would please, please, please leave a comment thing on Amazon, review rather, that would really mean the world to me. It helps the book get to more people. And that's it. Without further ado, here's this week's episode of Teacher Talk.
1: Peace. Welcome to Real Rap with Reynolds Teacher Talk with your host, C.J. Reynolds.
0: Today has been so fun, man. Like the last two days. So, um, a so because our seniors aren't, and maybe you heard this in the announcement, I just want to tell it again because it's so great, man. Um, they are so our seniors aren't having a prom, there's no senior trip. Um, we're not really sure what's going to happen with with graduation. Graduation might even look like this. instead of having it like at the University of Pennsylvania, where we usually have it where it's really this wonderful thing um, at this really like prestigious university. It might be like in the field next to our school, which is surrounded by a gate. And then we're not sure the like families could even be that close together. So it might be like a waiting on the outside of the gate thing. There's all these crazy ideas. So I I think it was um, a woman and if someone watches this and I get the names wrong, like I apologize. But um, I think it was Miss McCune from our special ed department said that we should have signs made for the students and then. Between her and a woman, Missletronica that I work with, and my buddy Cho, they created this route where over the last two days, so yesterday, seven hours in the car for most teachers. I only did like the first four. But then we drove all over Philadelphia and dropped signs off at kids' houses that students had zero idea that it was happening, uh, but their parents knew that we were coming. So we drove around. There were probably 15 cars of us yesterday honking our horns and um today we were throwing confetti and it was the most special thing because these guys are like they just feel forgotten right it's been five weeks and it's senior year and you don't see everyone but to see all of your teachers show up it dude it was that i think everybody should be doing this it is so freaking fun it was just the greats. My car has confetti all over it now because today it was backfiring. It was blowing the opposite way and blowing all over my car. So I look like I'm driving a clown car now, but man, it was just, it was awesome. And then today we're getting all these texts from kids that are like, I've really like been having a hard time with this. And like guys that never smile were smiling. And they were just saying how like it literally like made their day. So look i I mean i want to make a whole video about it i made i've recorded a whole bunch of it and i it was just the most it was the most exciting thing i've done in the last five weeks or the thing that like filled my heart with joy and that's even going up against the book coming up because the response to the book has been so incredible that i can't even i can't even i don't know even know where to start with that one so um jake i guess we already started jake the podcast guy because you know we're we're backed up here and my wife had to run out to get food for my kids because we're out of food again because uh, all we do is eat anymore but if you're new here um, i do want to give my little preamble in the beginning because i just feel like not everyone's not everyone's john lopez right that shows up every week or chris carson it's like you know maybe you're you just found us and so if you did. Welcome. My name is CJ Reynolds. I run this channel called Real Rap with Reynolds. Um, And I do this thing on Sundays where we as educators, we all get together, me and the whole gang here on the side or on the bottom, wherever your comments are popping up, and we answer your questions. And so you can just throw any question out there. Nothing's off the table. I'll talk about anything. And um, just it helps if you put Q or question before your question. But if you don't, that's fine also. Uh, And typically, this starts at 1 p.m. Eastern time. But I was, you know, out driving around Philly today and, and I just told that whole story. Um, if this is not enough for you, uh, YouTube channel is almost 400 videos at this point. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Um, I can also speak to your school, even if that's virtually, which is happening several times coming up. Um, and uh, if that's not enough, you can buy the book. And then there's always someone that says, is he talking about the book again? Damn right he is because he's excited that he wrote a whole friggin' book. And look at this cover, man. I mean, I got DJ Dirty Kev on the front. I got my boy Hugs on the front. Alois McIlwain made the cover art for me. He's my favorite graffiti artist in Philadelphia. So, and even, I don't know if everyone knows this. The foreword was written by uh, Romina, Romina Fuentes, who was one of my old students. This is a time when she never had a birthday party before. So my wife had a birthday party for us when we had zero money. Uh, for her and Brody attended and so that's Brody and Romina and she wrote the forward for me and I could not have been more excited it makes me cry every time so that uh, that's it uh, I want to jump into this because I want to make the most of our time so the wife is coming which will help me with the questions and stuff but right now I'm I hope I don't skip your question I'm not trying to I try and really go in order and hit all of them I see a lot of praise and a lot of kind things said here I really It is never lost on me, gang. I just love all this stuff. I'm so stoked. Um, as I scroll through and try and see. Uh, love your book. Incredible read. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Um, I'm Isaac and I want to be, um I want to be a teacher. I'm in 10th grade. You're awesome, by the way. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that, Isaac. Uh uh, where are you? I'm wondering where are you in 10th grade. Um, and awesome that you know what you want to be already uh michelle huge fan love you and your wife thank you so much i really really appreciate it what's up chris um sorry i'm not going to do the thing where i say hi to every single person because i know that like someone's like just answer my question before i melt and i i feel it um christopher nicholas how big was your graduating class my class was huge i should play i should put on youtube because it's so dumb um when i graduated from high school um our class was huge and I wanted to stand out because I'm an idiot. And so when I was walking across, I got my diploma. I'm w- walking across to, to like back to my seat, but you have to walk across the whole football field. Uh I fell on purpose. And just cause I thought it would be I thought it would make my friends laugh. That's all I really cared about. And my mom was sitting my mom knows exactly who I am. And I there's a recording of this and I think you can hear her in the recording where a woman behind me goes, Oh, that poor soul, he fell it's like how embarrassing he fell his so own graduation to my mom. You hear my mom go, no, he's an idiot. That's my idiot son. And, that, and that's he did it on purpose. And because that's kind of the relationship me and my mom had. Oh, um, questions, questions, questions. Uh, did I film any of it, Stephanie Henry? Yeah, I filmed a ton. And then uh, not so secret wife went with me today. So that was nice to be able to to do that. Um, Royster says graduating class is about 550. So Royster, I think we were talking about today doing this every year, but breaking it up so like groups of teachers would have like a certain chunk of students. So we wouldn't have to go through however many. Um, oh, so how big was our, grad? I guess I, you were asking about my school's graduating class. One. 10 something like that we don't have a huge school so like there's only like 600 students in the whole school so i think maybe somewhere around there was the was the number of kids um it was a lot this philly's big i mean we were driving all over the place um did you get footage of what you were doing in the last two days it would be great to recap the video for the school website how to don uh yeah so i want to do um we're gonna make a video and then what i'm gonna do also if you guys have not been watching some good news with john krasnowski or whatever jim from the office it's awesome and so we're gonna i'm gonna make the video and i'm gonna send it to him and see if they pick it up and put it out because it would just be a great way to like celebrate the students um why not wait until september for graduation um that's a possibility but we are because there's the seniors are potentially going to go away to college. like if if school in session for college, then not all of them will be here. Some of them have to go early, like in July to do like to get certain money and to, to fulfill certain requirements for scholarships and stuff. Or if they're playing sports in college, sometimes they live they leave really early. So it's even us having graduation in August could potentially be an issue if students are I've already gone to school. Um so glad y'all this is Abby so glad y'all did that super special my mom's school did that K through three and got the drive while she waved lots of kids made signs for their teachers um and one mom made a sign saying help me probably the overall thing it's you know apparently alcohol sales are up 75 percent right now from where they normally are so that says something um let's see i'm reading these as i'm going through but i'm just trying to i want to make sure i get to questions anybody out there remember the gong show and how the winner would be dousing confetti awesome love it uh, gong show was such a crazy show that's so weird that, that show even existed um i'm trying to make sure that i'm not skipping anything a couple of other teachers drive by parade see students on their birthday last week that's fantastic paul peel um I'm looking for question marks. Jagger Riley is saying, I just found out that my first teaching job I've ever had for the last three years will not be bringing me back next year. Any advice on how to move forward or bounce back? So um, I, I'm going to say your name's Jaeger, uh, I, I apologize if it's not. Um, so I would say, look, I made a video on this last year on like what to do if you're not getting asked back that really covers that well. But, you know, I, I am such the the further I get in life, I swear to you, the more I believe. And so to this, some of this is like my my spiritual stuff that you know I don't, I don't really talk about too much um, on the channel. But like, I just feel like if I trace my life back, my life has taken me through a series of events that has got me to this point. And in this, in the last five weeks alone, there just like there have been so many incredible opportunities that have come, like even last night, like I have a call tonight for this crazy thing that's going on that I got asked to do. And I don't, I don't, I can't talk about it yet. I'll tell you about it next week, but, um, and then there's a couple more in waiting, but like just opportunities to work with businesses, to work with companies that I really respect to, um, to like, have this thing happen that we made happen over the last two days to drive around and see students to the book coming out. So like this part in, it's really like, it is, you just don't know what's coming and I like living in that hope. Um, And so it's to me about like, all right, you know, I I heard a message this morning. um, Our pastor was talking about uh, this idea that, you know, to live in, to have grief over something is fine, right? But what you don't want to do is have that grief last too long, where it turns into despair, because despair is the absence of hope. And so if you can hold on to hope, and hold on to this idea that something else is coming, and you know that because you look back, and you know that something else was already coming, uh, or it was always working towards something. It's like, look, you can look at it a different way if you want. Um, and that that's, you know, up to us as people and that's fine. You know, I don't take that away from anyone, but I just know that for me in my life, when I choose to hold on to hope, it always works out. Always, always, always. And not always the way I wanted it, not in the way I thought it was going to not, you know, but it always works out. And so it's not about me necessarily being happy for all the things that have ever happened. Like, in my family, people get cancer like it's a friggin' like it's a prerequisite. It, it's it's like it's a hobby in our family. And so I've lost a ton of people to cancer in my family, including both of my parents, several of my grandparents, aunts and uncles that were close to me, cousins. Um, and I'm not happy about any of that. But man, if those things didn't happen, I don't know where my life would be. I think I'd live a far more comfortable life that was way less sort of missional and purpose driven. I, I don't, I don't really know, but so I'm not happy those things happen. But if I look back, it's like, damn, without that, without that plunge, I wouldn't have come back up in my life, not to stick on this too long. Has always sort of felt like a wave, right? Where sometimes you're riding all the way up on the top of the wave. And sometimes it's this deep descent into the the belly of the beast. And then, but the wave always comes back up. And so um, I think as we get stronger as human beings, um, my sense is, and, and a lot of what I've read is like those waves sort of like, they even out a little bit where they're not so high and low all the time. Sometimes waves are, are a little bit more gentle and, and, and you don't hit those highs and lows. So, so big. Um, so there you go. Uh, I'll stop with my pastor Reynolds and, uh, shoot this whole thing jumped. This is what happens. See when the wife's not here, you know how to handle myself um do 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 i won't sing though because my wife's not here my wife's listening to this in the car so uh i miss your wife uh my book came today can't wait to get my hands on it love it love it love it um question oh snap it just jumped again question oh i'm so sorry it just i was just about to ask answer your question this has got to be fun to listen to. Me stumble around the internet and try and figure out how to do my thing. Uh, okay, I think I got back to it. Um Snap. Okay, uh, Kelsey Lee, would you ever collab with a current Ed Student Compare experiences? Um, uh, so I've done, Kelsey, I do calls with colleges all the time. So if you can even get your Professor on board, I just Skype. It's free. I don't charge anything for it. And then I just like, if your class is talking about something, um, just let's set up like a Zoom call or Google Hangout or or Skype or something like that. Whatever's easiest. And I do that all the time with school. So I would absolutely do that. Um, Oh, also, uh, I'm waiting um, till we're about halfway through. I have the winners For the contest, for the, um, if you bought the book, like either pre-ordered it or bought it up to whatever day we said in the last live feed. And if you sent your receipt in and stuff like that, um, Edie, uh, who's our, our, I don't want to say she's my assistant. She's like my helper out And so Edie uh, took all those names and put them into this giant, she put them into a website and then the website randomly picks three winners. And I'm going to tell you who those winners are uh, at about the halfway mark of this live feed. Um, when do you, the creative free when do you find time to sleep? So that's a great question. Um, I, I don't, I don't need a lot of sleep. So that's one thing. Um, I go to, I can do seven is the most. I don't, unless I'm exhausted or I had a real late night out. Like I don't need to sleep more than that. Um, but even that, like I don't ever, I've never had a hangover in my life. So, um, I don't, I just maximize my time and I only do one thing at a time. That's how I get everything. I have a new video that I'm working on now. I'm working on a lot of videos to, to just put out, but um, it's uh, it's been a little busy around here. So I just don't, I just maximize my time by doing one thing at a time. So I never... As Ron Swanson says, never half ass anything, always whole ass everything. So I'm only ever doing one thing at a time. Plus, I can't multitask at all, clearly, because I can't even pick questions out and answer them at the same time. Uh, is it as a TA, Stephanie is saying, as a TA, math intervention in starting to get uh, and starting to get kind of a routine, but would. But have to work around all their schedules i'm not sure that was a question i think you were talking to someone else um but hi anyway uh question james pete is asking what's your daily schedule look like with remote learning so this week it's going to change um because i'm trying to i've been getting up whenever i need to Um, but what i'm finding is that leads to me sleeping later and i don't like that like i don't like the feeling of getting up at eight o'clock in the morning um, it's too late for me. So this week I'm not getting up super early, but like six, six 30 run through my morning routine that I usually run to. And then try to exercise in the morning instead of the afternoon, because, um, I just like getting, I just, I like getting things done. I don't like waiting for, I don't like ever saying, well, tomorrow we'll do that. I like to just get it all done. So yesterday went to the nursery, bought a bunch of, pl- bunch of plants late afternoon. And then, um, like did all this gardening yesterday until I couldn't see anyone like it was like too dark out to see anything anymore. So um, I stopped. So the morning routine starting tomorrow was going to look like probably getting up at six or 630. And then the beauty in that is I can take a nap in the afternoon if I want and I'm only going to try and do schoolwork from nine to 12 on to see if I can make that happen. If not, I'll, I'll finagle it. But to be honest, I've been working Many of my school days have been 13-hour days. I have just been pouring into school like crazy. And now we just found out that we are supposed to keep, um, accept late work um, from the whole time that we've been doing distance learning, which means we would accept late work since like March 15th or something like that, which is a lot of late work to be handed in. So I'm not sure how I'm gonna organize that time and how I'm gonna get all of that done. But I'm trying to just do like – and what that means by schoolwork is um, just trying to do posting lessons, grading stuff, and answering emails. And that's that stuff should take me no more than three hours. And then the, the other huge rest of my time is like just calling students, making sure students are okay, talking to their parents, like that kind of stuff. So I'm still technically doing schoolwork, but I'm not doing like um, grading and that kind of thing because I just – I think that even in the school day, like the school day takes too long. Schools should not take as long as it takes. There's so much extra kind of fluff in there that we do that it like, it could really be cut down. I get it. Like school is also a babysitting service in some ways. Um, but like as great as I think our school is like, I realize why we're open the hours that we're open. Um, and it's not to promote academic rigor because really, if we want teenagers to be academically rigorous school would run from like 11 to five or 11 to six every day, instead of eight to three or whatever, like that would be a way better move um, because they're teenagers and they require more sleep, but we don't take that into into consideration. Um, So yeah, so that, so that will look like that. Then I can do, then I'm spending my whole afternoons. I've been spending just spending time with the kids. So we're doing family stuff. Like um, I don't, I don't, I'm not promoting this company. I'm not working with them. But uh, let me see if I can show you this real quick. We're trying to figure out like some new stuff. So we got like um, these Mel Chemistry kits or Mel Chemistry kits that we're doing um, doing a lot of art. So Marley's doing a lot of like drawing and painting and stuff with Posca pens and other stuff. There's rocks painted all over my house. Um, we are doing a lot of gardening, a lot of baking, a lot of that sort of stuff, and then we watch Stranger Things every afternoon together as a family. Um, so. That's so that's what it's been looking like. And then at night, I go back and work until I don't know, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night, something like that. And then I spend like an hour just hanging with my wife, and my daughter somewhere in there. We usually watch Survivor together, which is Marley's new show that she loves, which is really funny. Um, and so yeah, so that's kind of what the the schedule's looking like. Uh, hi from Vegas. Hi. I love Las Vegas. Um, I lost all my money there one time and had to come home. Um, I'm loving the book you're a kind teacher the kind of teacher that makes that they make movies about who would you want to play you Wendy Clark um Wendy look you know what I love I love when there's someone in a movie that plays someone and they are infinitely more handsome than the real person right just I think this is the best because I'm like of course they are like why would you pick someone that like (laughs) is like if you feel like You're a five. Why would you have a five play? Bro, go big or go home. So um, I think, uh, what's his name? Ryan Gosling is who I would want to play me because that that dude's super handsome. Um, And he also made like one of my favorite teaching movies of all time, which is Half Nelson, which is also one of the saddest teaching movies of all time. Um, But he's fantastic. Uh, Question. Oh, there we go. Question. Um, Bodie? Is your name Bodie? B-O-W-D-I-E? Fantastic. That was going to be our son's name, and then we changed it to Brody. Um, question. Uh, I plan on teaching at a smaller school, 500 or less. Should I... Yo, wife. Um, should I do my student teaching at a large school to see what it's like or stick it out in small school um, so that similar to my future job? So that's a great question. Um, I, If you have a pick, I'm just going to say I would go with the bigger school. The reason for that is... I student taught at a huge school, Winslow Township High School here in, in New Jersey, and uh, I loved it because it gave me a sense of like, what does a big school look like? Like what? Did, like when there's legacy involved, especially like what do like um, pep rallies look like? What do huge football games look like? What does it look like when the school drama department has a really big budget to go big? when you teach at a small school, you're making something from nothing all the time. Like that amount of money is just not there. And even friends that I have that teach at like small, but really, really nice private schools, they just don't have the funding to do like, it's like all the money is spent on the facilities and on the teachers. And so there's not a lot for other stuff. And in those schools, like students are all buying their own books anyway, because their parents can afford it. But we, I don't, we're not like that. Like when we do We once did an enormous play and I was in charge of building the set and we had, it would travel around the school. I had to build five different sets and it was huge. That's where the tree for my room comes from, um, from that play. We did Macbeth. And I mean, I did that play on a thousand dollar budget and I collected driftwood from the river. I got scabies from the river. Um, That was a whole nother awful part of my life. Um, But like, I had to like, trash pick stuff because it was supposed to look like dystopian future so it's like you're doing you're always making something from nothing so when people see my classroom and pictures all the time i get a lot of i i sometimes get comments that are like um must be nice to have the money to do that and it's like i don't i pay for all that on my own and it's all done on like the cheapest possible way you could really do it um so like all my shelves I have are like, you know, they're a kid tripping away from falling to pieces because they're made so cheaply. Uh, so I would go with the bigger school. Summer Tate, what's up, buddy? Is saying I've been doing a fun Friday Google hangout with my students for emotional support. We have played Kahoot, Pictionary, Charades, Mad Gap, Hang, Hangman. Any ideas for, for uh, any other ideas for virtual games? Yes. So one, that's awesome. We've been doing it with our seniors, uh, me and Cho and a couple of other people meet with seniors every Friday night. Um, and we just call it Friday happy hour with the seniors and there's no drinking involved, obviously, but, um, it's been really, really fun. Uh, check out a site called Sporkle S P O R K E K uh, L E. I'll type it in the in the John here. Sporkle.com has all these fun games that are like everything from, I do it in school sometimes just for fun where they'll have like, so you go on and you share your screen, obviously, And then it's all the different characters from family guy, or it's all movie posters that people know, but they take all the words off of it and you have to guess who they are. It's all symbols from, um, from companies like Pepsi to John Deere to everything else, but they take all the words off of it and you have to see what the kids can remember. It's a really fun game. There's ones in there that have like actual names of hip hop artists. And then you have to figure out like what's ice T's like real name, ice cubes, real name, you know, um, Uzi's real name and so that's it's just really fun and that's a good idea to do uh Mr. Tran what's up buddy is asking anyone have the same problem where it keeps dropping and lagging from life oh that's unfortunate I haven't seen anyone say that I'm sorry that that's happening um oh we're going full health today girl oh,
1: McDonald's, We're McDonald's
0: best. for lunch today full health in in effect here uh I feel like
1: I woke up and I've been on a roller coaster since
0: i know man We like
1: watched church and then that was it And i I feel like i had
0: coffee and i'm not and i'm like
1: uh
0: so yeager riley's asking i just found out that my first teaching job i've ever had in the last few years when oh i already answered that one Um, i'm really sorry that that happened too that sucks man um wendy clark is asking when your students were picking on Kyle and told them he was off limits. How, what would you have done if they kept it up? That's like, oh man, so Wendy. Oh, how, how fun is this? That we can start addressing situations that were in the, the book. The One of the things the book allowed me to do is tell stories that I've never told before. Like, like, and I mean, there's stories.
1: There's so many more stories though, but this is so funny because this is a blend. Your book is a blend of really, really old stories from yeah. when you first started teaching to some not there's not stories that there, happened right, but like
0: last year in there.
1: yeah but it was hard to pick and choose like when my right were the there's there's stories, so because there's stories stories
0: you know years. so let's let's address that real quick because i think it's a good point there are stories that i can never tell like there's stuff that i've done that i could never like maybe when i retired now
1: people want to know those stories
0: no but like there's stuff like that i've done that like i just and it's not because of what i did it's because i don't want i would not want to put students out there so yes. like you know what i'm talking yeah, about like not, and if i got permission got that, from a kid right. um or i'd stuff that i wouldn't recommend that other people emulate like i just right you know and and i there's tons of smart people that that you know it, it, i'm not it's not whether or not you're smart. I would not want a new or impressionable teacher to do some of the things. Like when I tell people not to do super secret field trips, like this, that's not a good idea. Like I did it and it worked and it was awesome. and It was great. But it's like, like that's, that's the, the oxymoron of it, right. Or it's the juxtaposition of like, this was great. Don't do it. Um, What I want you to do is go with the spirit of that, of how you can think things through and like figure out a way around, um, some of the problems that you're having in school. So if those kids didn't have that happen, what I would do is the bigger part of that was not that Joe stood up and told everyone to shut up and like handled it. Um, the bigger part was that, uh, was that we had created this sort of cocoon around Kyle, um, cause everyone could see it. It was like, as soon as I called it and I told everyone, Kyle doesn't deserve to be treated like this. Every, like the guys really got it. It was like, you're right. He, he doesn't. And so one, I look at that stuff as if you want to be a bully in my class, even on the low or sometimes out loud, because kids are always going back and forth and teasing one another. It just happens. Um, I think especially because we're an all boys school, like everyone's always vying for like, who's the most macho or, you know, testosterone filled dude in that environment um i reprimand kids from the jump if you make fun of someone that's not allowed to be made fun of bro not talking to you about it then again we already spoke about this do you understand where i'm coming from because sometimes it's a mistake sometimes they just say it sometimes they realize after the fact uh but i all it always gets followed up with a conversation with me where it is a very real conversation with me and the kid that was doing any sort of bullying or 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 bad mouthing someone Um, It would result in maybe me and Cho or Meeks, who are other people I talk about in the book, like sitting down with that kid to really let them know what's going on and how this is going to go going forward. And it's never about crushing a kid. It's never about making someone feel bad for their actions. It's always about helping someone to see the bigger picture because it was clearly lost on them and helping students to realize, dude, this isn't cool. Like I realize why you're doing it. Like you want to get the laugh or whatever, but like, you know, it, it's the same reason that always, I don't let kids make fun of each other and take cheap shots. I make fun of kids all the time, but I'm not going to make fun of kids for cheap shots. It's like, you know, if you are, I don't know, like I, it just, there's something about that that just well, pisses me off. And,
1: well, I think you protect kids who are like the kids who maybe come from a bit more financially stricken home that like might show in a haircut or their shoes i feel like you don't allow kids to do low-hanging fruit
0: exactly Uh, but even if you came from a wealthy family right or like if your family was what like good um but someone has a lisp or somebody has Wait, um, things that
1: you can't help like, right so like these yeah. children can't help like a poverty level or like a list or a way you look yep. at something or a bad like, school's
0: habit. so ruthless like even watching stranger things again with the kids i'm like those kids would never get bullied in my school i would pre- like it would not be allowed to happen so i think dudes. it's one, it's a couple of things right i'll, I'll shorten this up because i'm realizing going long and then i want to tell you who the winners are right after this um one it's me letting that kid know that I care about them and I'll do anything for them. Two, it's letting people know that are that are being obstinate and, and still going against what me and the students are are pushing on them, which is be kind. Um, I would have a conversation with that student. If that didn't work, I'd have a conversation with me and more people to further express it. And felt four, it is building a cocoon of safety around those students guys like Barry, guys like Kyle, guys like business casual, who don't always, at least as freshmen, have the wherewithal to push back, right? And so when you are surrounded by kindness all the time, yeah, man, bad stuff happens all the time. Bad stuff happens like people have said stuff about me on social media that's hurt my feelings. But I am so well surrounded in social media by so many great people that are always filling me up that it kind of it, evens out or it's like it's so disproportionate the amount of love it really is the amount of love i get on social media is so disproportionately more than the amount of hate or 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 blowback that i get from things that it it kind of makes you a little bit more resistant when the bad stuff happens so that's that's where i would go with that are you ready to talk about winners because i am thrilled to do this look so for those of you that don't know we did a contest, not really a content. It was a contest. Um, and I don't ever do this stuff. I don't do a lot of giveaways. I don't do like promotional stuff, but what I wanted to do was not like, it was really, if you bought the book, I wanted to give something back to you. Right. So that's where the idea came from. So folks that bought the book from the pre-sale up until the 20th or something like that, whoever put their names in and, and sent us like all you had to do was tell me about the book pretty much. Um, and, then we gave away stuff like we're giving away um, mentoring calls and hands on a stick and stickers, uh, stickers and
1: bookmarks,
0: bookmarks, eyeballs,
1: eyeball stickers, bubble all kind, microphones, all kinds, all kinds
0: of stuff. So the winner of the biggest package number one is. Wait,
1: shouldn't you go backwards?
0: Should I go? All right, so we'll go backwards. So number three. <laughs> Right? So there's three packages. And that one, what did they win? Oh, you okay. You're going to
1: make me go to Instagram. I'm sorry.
0: Go to the gram. I have something in my eye. It's making me crazy. Are you drinking
1: soda? No, but I had to get you it. You did. I saw you drink some no, soda. No, it's really gross. It's like a or I really am so thirsty.
0: Diet. I kind of feel like I'm going to take a sure. sip and out and drink soda. Yeah. we go. McDonald's, if you want to do a brand deal, let me know.
1: <laughs> no, we don't I don't like brand
0: and Now I'm a kid, how excited my students would be. Oh my God.
1: That's really bad. That's
0: that sweet nectar.
1: Whoa!
0: Is it diet?
1: <laughs> I think it's someone gave me the wrong thing. It's either diet or flat. Like it's just—I don't awesome. drink a lot of soda. Oh, gross.
0: good lord! I might grow. I think I got. Oh, never mind. I don't even know what I was saying. I think it. Sometimes the jokes come halfway out, and I don't know what the rest of them are. So, uh, prize pack number three: teacher class off T-shirt, which we just got made. First round of teacher class off T-shirts, um stickers, a bookmark, which was fancily designed by the wife and my favorite graffiti artist Aloys McElwain from um, Philadelphia and eyeball stickers that winner oh just went away Um, that winner is from just outside of Philadelphia or north of Philadelphia so I don't know if that's north Philly Um, and that is April Ziegler won prize pack number three. So April, we'll um, contact you via email and make sure that we have all your stuff right so we know exactly where to send it. And so that's really exciting. I'm really glad. Um, and April, do you know anyone from, if you're watching this, from Circle, are you related to anyone from Circle of Hope uh, Church? I'm just wondering, because I have a lot of friends there and I was just wondering if, and I know someone by that name that goes there. So I was just wondering. Um, number two prize package is one hour mentoring session with me. Teacher class off shirt, a hand on a stick, um, a bubble microphone, which is customized by us, which I don't I know mean, where that, that is. is yeah, prize two. Oh. Um, stickers and a bookmark is all the way. I'm going to do this terrible. This is not a good Scottish accent, but they're from the Scotland. I don't even know what I'm it's saying. I don't even know what I'm doing right there. That <laughs> wasn't Scottish at all. No. Brave hop. I don't, no, I don't, don't know. do it, just <laughs> no.
1: give up. Just tell us so, it. Uh,
0: from Scotland, uh, I will mess your name up, but it is Ruth Madeline Henshaw. I think I'm saying that right. I like that Edie even put in there, like it's because she, <laughs> Edie knows, I can't
1: say anyone's <laughs> with the pronunciation
0: in. So Ruth Henshaw, you have won prize pack number two, and uh, we will send that to you all the way in Scotland. Um, we're going to go. We're going to have to go to UPS or FedEx. We just
1: make sure that we can find somewhere to. Ship well, because U.S. Service regular... isn't
0: shipping internationally right now. So, but if UPS or whatever is doing it, then we can do it there. Um, and then prize number one is this is remarkable. Uh, so it's three one-hour mentor sessions with me. Um, teacher class off shirt, hand on a stick, bubble microphones, stickers, and a bookmark. Um, and that's this dude. So it's a guy. Um, this is in his email. It was went from working in cancer research to being a teacher because he wanted to make an even bigger difference. Bro, what in the world? Like, I'm, not, I'm not even oh, I feel freeing. like Wayne and Garth when they're like, I'm not worthy, like, right. like to help someone like this. That is Justin Cummins, Cummins, C-U-M-M-I-N-S. Uh, Justin won the number one prize package. And so, um, look, those were all random. If you have any problems with that, you can just email my wife at realrackwithmiddles at gmail.com. Um, and just, I would blame her, but... Thank you very much. First of all, just thank you to everyone who's like even bought the book so far that is tweeting about the book, that is putting Instagram on the book. If you're reading it and you, I've already left an Amazon review that really means so, so much. Um, cause it helps the book get into more people's hands. And if you want to do that, or if you can do that and put a, a rating, whether you like it or whether you don't like it, um, you know, it's called real rap with Reynolds for a reason. Um, I really, really appreciate that. And, uh, if your school is interested, a lot of people have been hitting me up about their school being interested in buying the book, please email me before you do that. Cause I can get you a bulk rate and I can send you like book study stuff. Um, and I'll even do a Skype call with your phone, with your school for free. Uh, after you guys have read it, if like a group of teachers want to talk it out and like ask questions and stuff like that, I'd be totally happy to do that as well. Um, that's it. That's fun. Yay. I feel like we should have more confetti, but we used it all today when we were throwing yeah. in our kids.
1: Well, it's because we literally ran in the door and
0: we, could, alive. we could, I know, we literally like got home. She went to go get kids' food, and then we did, so I started the live. Uh, did you answer that
1: question?
0: Y- yes, because I think oh. their name's Bodie. And I was saying how that was going to be Brody's oh, name.
1: Yeah.
0: And then Brody's name was going to be did Brod- you do summer Tate's? I did Summer
1: Tates. I did, here, you want me to? How far did you
0: go? I did a lot. I've been cruising through them.
1: Oh, yeah. Not
0: so good. I was missing you. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I don't think.
1: That was the one below the Kyle question.
0: Oh, okay, uh, maybe not. Uh, David Ginsburg is asking, um, I'm supposed to start student teaching next January. Right now, public schools in my state have no plans to reopen next school year.
1: Dang.
0: Bro. That's crazy. I mean, look, that well, I'm going to be in the same situation, but I try not to think that far ahead because it is, Here like, is. Uh, crazy. Yeah. Um, If they do not open until that time, I can't... T- in time, I can't student teach or graduate. David, so, like, that wasn't a question, but oh, um, that, that sucks, man. And I, I think there's a lot of teachers that are student teaching now online and it doesn't really give you the experience, but to be honest, like you can still survive in teaching without student teaching. It's like, uh, it's, it's a nice to have, but it's not necessary. And, but I realized like to not graduate, like that's, that's problematic. So I'm really sorry that that happened. And I hope that this stuff gets better so that you can student teach. Cause I feel, excuse me, um, January feels like it's, like far enough off that like, we'd get back to school. But I don't know. It depends what news channel you're watching. I feel like because it's like I watch different stuff. And it gives me different information all the time. Um, Scott is asking, how do I eat lunch in the teacher's room while still avoiding the negative and complaining talk? I don't want to eat lunch alone in my room and the students aren't allowed to hang in their room. So Scott, I used to do this all the time. I bring the party. It's like, how can people know that I'm not going to do that? So people just don't talk to me about that stuff. Like I just, I, I, people treat me the way I've taught them to treat me. Right. So what that means is that sounds like they're dogs, but, um, what that means is like, I don't talk. I just don't talk crap. I don't, I don't got, I don't gossip unless it's really funny and it's about someone that I know. And like, it's like a, like, we're like, like, it's not like a, Oh, did you hear about so-and-so is hooking up with so-and-so? Or like, did you hear about, you know, this person might get fired? Like, unless it's like really going to affect the school and I want to tell people that I know to get them prepared or, or there's something along those lines. If there's – or if it's just funny, kind of ridiculous, like – um I don't know. Like last year when I found out that my buddy Rufo had a mullet when he was in college and I found a picture of it. And then I started texting it to my friends and Rufo because I thought it was hilarious. Or last year when Cho sent me, accidentally perhaps, sent me a baby picture of her. um, I, I photoshopped it. So it looked like I did a picture of me like this. And then I did a picture, I photoshopped it. So it looked like I was holding Cho and I was, I've been taking care of her since she was a baby. Um, And I started a rumor that that was actually true. Um, And it was hilarious, but you know, I think that it's showing up every day, being excited to be in there, talking to people like I, we used to do stuff when I used to have to eat in the faculty lounge when I worked in Camden, New Jersey, where we all ate lunch together every day, but we made it like a party every day. So like we would decorate for Thanksgiving. I think I talked about that in the book too, like decorating for Thanksgiving um, and decorating for like the first day of, of the, of spring, was it spring training game for the Phillies? Um, we had a whole party and everyone like wore baseball gear to school and it was just a great time so it's like how do you figure out how can you make your your faculty lounge a place where people want to be in? like whether that's decorating whether that's doing <laughs> silly stuff whether that was like playing kind of like innocent pranks because I really hate pranks overall I, actually that's not true I like doing pranks to other people
1: you don't like getting pranks that's the thing don't you don't like it. being scared. man
0: I used to prank got do <laughs> all the time and do all kinds of terrible he a stuff. Good sport. He was a really good sport. So I think that's what it is. It's your, your energy um changes people. So let me let me say it like this. I once read a story that they said that when Mother Teresa would visit any city or any place, just her being there changed the vibe of the place in which she, she was, right? So it changed the energy in the city, right? And not to get too woo-woo on you, but like, it just, it's the same thing of like, when I have certain grandparents that used to visit my house, I just acted different. Like just them being there made me act differently. And I think we can do that in a fearful way, but I think we can do that in a really positive way too, where you show up and you have like a crew of people you eat lunch with every day and you're laughing and having a good time. It's like, we don't have time for everyone else's bullshit. Like we're, we're over here, like having having a ball. And I think you can really pull that off. It's like, yes. Oh my gosh. I would love water. The water that we forgot to bring with us on our yes. trip. <laughs> and in the ballerina is asking, what's your advice for helping students who deal with anxiety in classrooms? How do you help them not make the issues worse? So Anna, first of all, it is, it's is—it's a lot of things. It's the vibe of my classroom. It is um, saying hello to students every day at my door, big deal, right? Because you're acknowledging someone. Two, having up on my board every day what we're actually doing. So that helps lessen anxiety because you know that the consistency and the pace of the classroom will be the same as every other day. Um, three, if I see that they're feeling particularly anxious, I call them aside when they come in the door and just ask them a few questions about their life hey man, how you doing did you watch this last night? are you into this I meant to be I meant to ask you do you like this you know artist or whatever it is like get them talking about something that they uh know about and they are excited about. I think also giving them preferential seating so sometimes that's a stand-up desk sometimes the spot in the back of the room because they feel like less uh, like all eyes are on them it is making sure that I often do a thing where like um, so DJ dirty Kev is like one of my favorite guys of all time. Kev has been given the job many, many times, even last year to I'll show him, I'll pull up on power school. Someone's picture. I'll be like, all right, here's the guy, right? I want you to um, when you see this guy in the hallway, say hi to him. So a lot of the guys that are in my videos, business casual does this ham does this Kev does this Shane does this Breckle matchbox um their job is to just say what's up um to those students in the hallway and that's it so that now that kid goes from being invisible to being visible and then remembering them in the class like playing to their strengths so if you know that they like drawing maybe make a project or, or an activity where they get to do something they're really good at and then everyone goes "Dang, yo that's amazing like what you did that's how you slowly build up self-esteem. And then you never, ever, ever end that conversation or that, or that relationship rather with that student. So even though I had him ninth grade in 10th grade, yo, how you doing, man? I'm so glad to see you back. And that's part of the reason that I am out front at the beginning of the year, every single year of my career, shaking hands of kids as they're coming into school on the first day. And I'm not the only one. It's like my principal goes out there and my guy Meeks is out there and stuff. And it's, you know, just to welcome kids back and to let them know that just because I had you last year does not mean I'm going to not get down with you as the year goes on. So that's, that's some of the ways I do that. Uh, Courtney Eaton is asking how long before I can shed my new teacher status. I'm year, I'm three years in, and I still feel like the only one in the room. Um, so uh who doesn't know what they're talking about? Um, I don't know. That must be a reference to something no, else. No, I think
1: it's uh, continuous. Oh, oh oh who
0: doesn't know what they're okay. Uh so Courtney, look, I feel like because I teach where I teach, and there's such a high turnover in teachers, there's not a lot of us with very much experience. Um, and even that experience is tried sometimes because you there's always new policies there's always a new administrator there's always some new big idea some big new initiative that they're like this is how we're going to reach all the kids and it's like doesn't work like that um you know in my first year I felt like I really went hard and I talk about this in the book we did this um Harlem Renaissance project and it was really really wonderful it was a game changer for me but all the veteran teachers were like this isn't sustainable you're not going to keep doing this stuff you're not going to be able to like you you kind of hit the lottery, but that doesn't mean that you really know what you're doing. It was like it was like I accidentally hit a hole in one, and then the second year I went even bigger and I did the Romeo and Juliet project, and that was again again ladies who have never been in a class like you didn't see the lunch ladies in the hallway. They heard the kids talking about it. They came made a special trip to my room just to see what was happening, and they loved it. And that's when I knew like I had something like the students were coming in early. The students were coming in late. Other faculty were like sometimes begrudgingly, like looking at my room like this, like, oh, like where's, where's the actual learning happening? And, and so it was that kind of vibe. But at that time, like I knew that some people are just some some people are going to lean into who they really are and really be the teacher they always dreamed of being and some aren't. And for those of us that are have the audacity, right, that, because that's what I think it is. It's confidence, but it's also audacity to go hard and, and, and do what you can for the students. You're going to do it. And so, like, look, it, maybe no one ever does, because I know there's still people that are, like, look at what I do in my classroom and they're like, must be nice or like, oh, if I knew how to do all this stuff, I would. I don't know how to do half the stuff that I have. Like all the drawings on my board, on my walls are not free-handed. I shot the projector up there. Anybody can trace. Um, and so that's what I did. And if you can't trace, then get your students to trace or get your students to draw or do something along those lines. But it is, it has always been about me figuring out a way to make it happen for the students and um and you know, if you are have the audacity to go hard for your kids, you're always gonna get crap from the faculty. It's there's always gonna be someone or online or you know, someone's gonna diss you for it. And so the the answer is I don't know. Um, three years feels like a good gig. You have tenure, you're three years in, you kind of have a sense and feeling like you know what you're doing, but it never really goes away. I mean, even now, look, like I have a YouTube channel, then I put my Big ass face on a book. And like, then I, you know, it goes speak places. And there's always something that's like, oh, well, why does Reynolds get to go do it? And it's like, because I do it. Like, I wrote a book because I wrote a book. Like, I started a YouTube channel and I get to have the fruits of those labors now because I started a YouTube channel. Like, anybody can do it. I don't think that I'm the best by a long That was gross. Uh, by a long shot, it's kind of bubbly.
1: <laughs> came out that um, soda.
0: Yeah, it was me uh, maybe I don't ever think I'm the best. I just am trying to be the best version of myself for my students. So I play to my strengths and I go hard and then I, you know, I win the creation money. And sometimes I don't, man, and I have a lot, maybe that should be my next book should be about all the times I failed.
1: Yeah.
0: To all the kids that don't like me, a story of failure from Mr. Reynolds. <laughs> um, in a world where nothing goes right uh come on dude you have to I know, laugh your train
1: of thought drives me nuts sometimes what squirrel mm-hmm.
0: um courtney is asking how long oh i just answered that one uh under rate right underneath of it uh limited edition that's a great that's, that should be a boy band right
1: was it already
0: that's new sick. edition was a boy band
1: maybe that's thing, yeah
0: limited edition it's a great band name Limited. Good evening. We're limited edition. Okay, score. All right. Okay. Uh, education major here. I am being asked to write a paper on how to best approach diversity in my future classroom. Do you have any tips for a reading diverse group of students? Yes. So limited edition. I would say this one. All classrooms are diverse, right? You really—that's—that's that's part of it. So like sometimes you like to think about that in terms of. Uh, of the sex of our students, right? So like whether they are male, female, trans, like it, whether they're part of the LGBTQ community, whether it's a race thing and you have like half like white students and half black and brown students, what whatever whatever that makeup is, right? Um but even if you're teaching at a private school to all rich white kids, like there are going to be differentiating factors in that as well. Whether you're if you're teaching in you know, an all African-American community where you assume that everyone comes from the same place, there's going to be, you know, differentiating factors in there as well. And so it's about getting to know your students and getting to know where it is that they really come from. So I think there's a number of things you can do. One is finding out how diverse your students are. That only happens by building relationships with students. Students will only tell you so much on, um, on a who am I paper. They'll only tell you so much on a questionnaire, but through knowing them, through asking questions, because students don't always know what to tell you about themselves because their ordinary is their ordinary. It's, it's regular for them. So it's like, well, what do you want to know? Like, what's interesting to you? What would give you some insight into who I am? So it's about building those relationships with students. Then I think it is, and over the last two days, this was brought home so much to me that I've always, in the last 15 years of teaching, I've always taken different routes home. I've always never gone from my house to school and back again. It's always like, well, let's make a left here or right here or see this, or everyone's always talking about Malcolm X Park or Central High School or um, whatever, 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 whatever. It's about going and seeing those places. It's about being willing to dive into the world of your students before just going home so you have some sense, right? It's it's impossible to really be put in the shoes of our students. It's impossible, but you can somehow enter the world of your students and get a fuller idea of who they are. I think then, when you know that, now you're diversifying your classroom. Now you know what kind of learners that you have. Now you know what kind because you're paying attention that sort of thing. Now you're knowing the cultural backgrounds, the um, the you know. So like if you're if you're looking at a classroom and um. I have independent reading books in my classroom. I want my students to see themselves in the classroom they are in. And that comes from the form of what library books do I have out? So all of my books are all faced like this. Most, I try as much as possible to have as many books like this and not like this. Because I want my kids to see something that, that, um, that they can resonate with. And I want students to see themselves in the lessons. I want them to see themselves in the reading, even if you're teaching math or science or something like I want my kids to see something they can, they can relate to in what we're learning. And I think that that is the way that you do it, but it comes down to getting to know your kids first before you can actually implement that in your classroom. Um, And then look, the the other piece of that, right. I think is really remembering. And I talk about this in the book. I've talked about in a ton of videos. It's not about being cool right? People, there's a lot of teachers that don't do this stuff because they don't want the kids to think they're trying to be cool or trying to be down, or they're too old for that, or I'm 60. I'm not going to watch um, the, the whatever the kids are watching right now. I'm not going to listen to that music. It doesn't come down to being cool. Know, it's cool. Cool. Yeah, always, yeah, I watched the Fortnite Travis Scott live event the other day. Hell yeah, because I knew everybody's going to be talking about it. And it was awesome. Yeah. And even if you didn't like Fortnite, it was like, this is incredible that someone could even make that. Yeah. And that Fortnite event was made at people's homes because yeah. they're not even in the Fortnite.
1: Okay. That made my voice go to a different register right there, real quick. <laughs>
0: um, it's not about being cool. It's about being relevant. And if you want to, if you want your students to enter into your world, we have to be willing to create a world for our kids that that makes them want to be there because they feel seen, they feel heard, they feel acknowledged they feel like they can see themselves in the classroom environment and that is everything um cat why one two three cat why? one two three here uh, I don't know I just did that I'm finding it very difficult at the moment not being in school I have a teaching interview on Friday but I feel like my confidence has been knocked out a bit do you have any advice so that's a that's a great question um because look even as teachers, man, it is a freak. It's a roller coaster. There are days when I'm just like, Oh my God, what are we even doing? Is this have any effect on the kids? Cause I can't see them. It's like literally like being a stand-up comedian on the internet. I don't know if these jokes are working. I'm saying stuff and doing stuff. And it's like the comment sections there, but I'm too intuitive. I read people and I've gotten really good at that in my life where I can read whether you got something, whether you didn't get something, whether that hit you the wrong way, whether I offended you, whether you understand—if you don't understand—if it made you happy, if it made—if you took offense to it, like I don't—I don't, I don't know—but um, but when I'm on the internet, but when I know when I'm reading someone, I can pick up on a lot of that stuff. So uh, it's been a lot of up and down for me too. I don't feel awesome every day. It, it, it's been difficult. Um, so what am I doing with that? I find that so listen, I I think um one of the things I do I got from uh and and continues to shift how I operate in my life is from uh of all people, Rob Deerdeck, who ran who did Rob and Big back in the day on MTV. He also did Fantasy Factory and now he does ridiculousness. And I don't watch ridiculous, um, but I really appreciate that guy. And he talks about, I heard a podcast with him recently, and he talks about creating this systematic lifestyle for yourself in which you are constantly um, like thinking about things like what brings, and so the, the word, the language he uses might be too woo woo for some people, but like just go with it for a second if you can. Um, it's about thinking about what makes me feel good, right? Like at my best, what is my life? actually look like and this is something I talk about in the book as well it's about identifying those things so for me it's um, getting up early it's not easy to get up early it's damn hard to get up early sometimes but like Wayne Dyer used to say my one of my my greatest mentors as a young man um, if you can't get up early and you're trying to get up at four o'clock in the morning five o'clock in the morning whatever it is put your feet on the ground right you're still laying in bed still fall back asleep freaking hurts and after the first two times you do it you're like i can't get up now because i feel like an old person because i'm just like can't even like sit up in bed because it hurts to have your feet on the floor but it's not hard to put your feet on the floor or just get up right so getting up early is good for me praying is good for me meditating is good for me reading stuff in the morning that fills me up with goodness is good for me um hanging around with only good people as much as possible 90% of my time that I spend in school is only hanging with people that make me feel uplifted, inspired, challenged, and supported. That's it. I don't get down with anyone else. Um, And that's not to say if you watch this and I don't get down with you at school, sometimes it's just because you're on the third floor and I'm on the second or first, and we can't hang out with one another. Um, So, you know, it's, some of it is that some of it is, I find that like really playing music because um, I, I play drums ever since I was a kid. It fills me up with good stuff. Listening to music makes me feel better. So before I do the live feed, I have jams that I play just about every week. And my wife doesn't really like them all the time because it's Van Halen. But um, mm-hmm. it's like what I do to get myself going. I find that um, like friends are a huge part of my mental health. So my wife even knows when I'm feeling that low, I have to hang out with people that are going to make me feel but just by being around them, I feel better. Uh, gardening is one of those things. So it's like doing the stuff that makes you feel better. And that the best part about this is it's not hard. It's not like, look, diet and exercise are part of that too. They're hard to do. Hanging out with my friends, not hard to do. Watching stand up comedy at night instead of watching something that's depressing, not hard to do. Putting on music, all I gotta do is tell Google to play whatever I want. Don't play things right now because I'll get demonetized. But um, it's like gardening is just going out in my yard and like pulling weeds or whatever. Like it's, it's, it's rigging the game so you can win. It's making tiny shifts in your life so that you incrementally get better. And the more momentum that builds, it's like a snowball. Starts off small, grows into something huge, and then you're doing diet, you're doing exercise, next thing you know, you're eating kale drinking celery juice and your whole life is 100 times better because you did that and remember this oftentimes in our lives this is the last thing i'm going to talk about in this i'll go to the next question oftentimes in our lives when we feel and i know this for myself when i feel angry when i feel frustrated when i feel depleted when i feel depressed it feels like it's going to last forever but how many times have you felt like that and the right person calls the right song comes on in the car You hear a piece of advice that, damn it, that thing changed your life in a moment. So it's not – it's sometimes just remembering the hope that something could come along and in the blink of an eye, damn, you feel a thousand times better, man. And that is just the truth because our school – like sometimes things are going on at school make me feel so crushed and defeated and then just going out yesterday for a drive and and putting – Doing for someone else, not even doing for myself. Going out and celebrating someone else, bam, man! It was like I was on fire yesterday when yeah. I came home. I felt amazing, and I mean, you were out there with me today. Like it just feels great. You were in charge of honking today.
1: I was, and you I really liked honker. it. <laughs> uh,
0: sorry, that was a long one. Um, I do I just did that one. Uh, oh, Ryan. Um, Ryan's asking teacher at. Charter and Harlem. Oh, you hit me up the other day, man. That's good. That's awesome. One of my students and I am close to am close to just got accepted to a boarding school and is leaving this next year. I want to get him a book as a party gift. Any suggestions? Um gosh, that's really gonna depend on the kid. Uh, one of my favorite
1: books. What would you it's say? A or uh, was it an email? I, I don't know it takes a bit more thinking than like on the fly so
0: you. i would say one book is that I'm, I'm actually gonna go get it so hanging oh. out there talk to my wife for a second gonna get the book <laughs> right over here coming back you No, know it's here somewhere all right here it is one is you should write a letter to your student and if you can write inside the book if no. no. Um, second Ryan is um, I love this book and I give it to as many people as I can it's called the wish list it's really really gigantic it has some ridiculous number of pages 421 pages but in it are all these it's like a bucket list but it's tons and tons and tons and tons of stuff in here I've been using it for years and here's what I like about this kids that you give this to can then keep doing this. So they already have done a ton of stuff in here. Like even if they're 14 years old, there's tons of like things that like from a family vacation or class trip or something has allowed them the opportunity to do some of this stuff. However, when I talk to kids, it's so fun to catch up with kids and talk about like things that we've done or like, yo Reynolds, I had to call you and follow up with you because I did like I rode a camel or I went scuba diving or zip lining or whatever. And that's just a really, really fun thing to do. So that's a book that I love giving to students. Um, and then, you know, there's all my, my top favorites, but it's like, it depends on like, is that a book? So like Jonathan Livingston Seagulls, is a book that I give the kids all the time. Walden's a book I give the kids all the time into the wild, um, the road, but like, you have to be a certain kind of dude to read the road. Cause there's some questionable crap that goes on in that book, but like, uh, so it depends on the student, um, sometimes it's Gary Vee books, Tim Ferriss books like that I buy for kids. Uh, so it depends on what that kid's into and giving them a book that's going to get them excited about reading and about, and finding something they can see themselves into back to that point. Um, that's what I would look for. So good luck, uh, to that kid, man. And thanks, Ryan. I, I see you on social lately. Um, you're doing good work, man. Um, question Wendy is asking, do you mentioned your students write in their journals every day. Do you, you read their journals? So that's a great question. Um, I do not read all of them because I don't have enough time. Because if I'm checking journals every so many weeks, and let's say there's 20 journal entries in there for 120 kids, that's too much reading. So I skip and I do some of them. And I others, I just check to make sure that the date is on there, the the um, title and they have certain amount of sentences, but they don't know which ones I'm going to read. I also let them know you can, and, um, this is a gig from uh, my friend, Kate, the sleep teacher. Kate has her kids put, um, special bookmarks in there or like notations. I just have my guys do notations at the top uh, of the page. So if there's something they really want me to read, or if there's something they don't want me to read. So sometimes it's like, talk about a time that your heart was broken or something, and they just don't want you like they know what it is they want to share it but they don't necessarily want you to read it um I, I respect that and i know that like i just trust that they are actually writing about something and not just writing blah 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 but uh that's that's a way that i know if i should or shouldn't read something and if you don't have anything on there that i know it's it's my choice but um that's that's part of the gig for that that's how we do it what you got
1: did we answer the question that someone said that they had an interview tomorrow and they were feeling like they got knocked off of their game because yeah. they're not? Oh, we did? Okay. Sorry.
0: I mean, I, in, a, in a roundabout Reynolds way, I answered it.
1: Okay, I just couldn't remember.
0: Wait, whatever's in my eyes is making me crazy. We have so much weird stuff over here.
1: What's my bag of... Uh, Look,
0: we got pirate hats.
1: I keep all of my birthday stuff from parties. It's
0: birthday? <laughs> it's um, a birthday bag. It is. It's a birthday bag. Uh Deanna Acton is asking, Hi, I'm in the UK. Awesome. I love the UK. I was just talking to my kids about England the other day. I just like I I had oh, such a great time too. there. It's so awesome, wasn't it? It was lovely. I want to take the kids. My favorite thing when I think back, one of my favorite things is London. When you go to bars, they're not like American bars where everyone's all loud and drunk and crazy. It's like they're quiet and drunk and less crazy. It's like you can actually talk to someone like this, yeah. and you're like, bro did you say the Eagles game the other night? They're just like, bro, did you say the football game the other night? And I'm talking about soccer. And this isn't a very good English accent either. Oh.
1: Answer a question. My accent game is <laughs> off. Oh.
0: Um, my kids aren't back in school, and I've been teaching two years now, and I'm still improving. What's something that you feel still feel you're working on, if anything, and any tips for self-care? Dude, that's such a great question. Uh, what am I still working on?
1: organization
0: organization always because um, it's, if it's you look at my rooms, in my <laughs> right but that's why my videos are like if you look at the pictures i post where i have that thing with 50 drawers where it's like staples uh sharpies it's not because i'm like anal retentive it's because i literally need things to be that organized and then i know where they go and then I don't have to worry about it. And I don't have to look around. And I don't have to do waste I need time. to
1: label things at the house for you to get to put things away? Because you don't do anything. Let's away. do it in a
0: different language though, so I can also learn Spanish
1: or something like that. No, because I really just want you to actually put the thing away. I know. Away. I love
0: our daughter's always like, Dad, you always get dressed in the laundry room. It's like because I don't feel like going upstairs. I just want to have it all happen right here. I don't
1: want to. shift shit is everywhere. I don't like house. wasting time. It's That's what it is. Nuts. So
0: I just am like doing the thing wherever I'm doing the thing. Um, and then you just
1: leave the shit right, wherever you. But then are when doing everything is labeled, thing?
0: I can put it back real quick. Okay,
1: I'm gonna label it. All right, watch it. That, that's gonna be
0: hilarious. And you'll come out next week and it'll be like friggin' labels on all these drawers and stuff. <laughs> um, so that's one of the things, and I think always something that I'm trying to deal with is uh, is like anger management is all it's like not getting upset with kids because they're kids, right? Like I get, like, I get it. Um, You are young. You don't think you didn't mean to hurt someone's feelings. And even if you did, it's like, you didn't really know. I don't think you knew at your deepest steps, like the effect that that would have on your teacher or another student. Um, And if you really did know, I just don't think you would do it. Um, Maybe there's a handful of kids that would do it anyway, but like, I think the majority of kids wouldn't do it. So that is, really something also um and self-care stuff i just think it's you know like i said in the book too my friend elisa's dad used to tell her uh if the car doesn't have gas nobody's going anywhere and so i can work without stopping forever like I just would work. Like if I was doing this live feed and I didn't have children, that I promised I would watch Stranger Things after this. Um, I would just sit on here for three or four hours and then till I lost my voice and then I would go do something else. That's just part of who I am. But what I learned is, and my wife really, really helps me with this, is like, dude, you're getting aggravated. Just like go mow the lawn, go pull a weed, go in the wood shop, go play some music, go take a walk, go for a run. Like she's always telling me that stuff because to be honest, I, I really have learned that the people that know us the best sometimes know us better than we know ourselves and they know what, what we need better than we know ourselves. And so I just trust mm-hmm. that my wife is right. And that laughing at me I oh, know so i Solomon. We could play. Really... Go
1: weed and it made me laugh. <laughs> she's always putting things in there that make me laugh. She's really
0: hilarious. There's a bunch um, of people in
1: there.
0: So yeah, so that's that's one of my self-care things is like I have to go do <laughs> things up that fill me up so that I can give on the level that i'm required to do all the time which you got i'm really hungry too
1: i know so we're. Gonna, i don't know if that's really a question
0: um well let's see if it is it says q stephanie race is asking is it me or is it like coming home being on here don't really that's really nice um don't really know anybody personally but we share a bond of doing this our best for the kids it is the best way to start my week that is really really nice um I love it. I love all the conversation. When I read all this, mm-hmm. like later, there's so much stuff in there that is just, uh, like, just fills up Awesomeness. everything. Um, all right, I think our kids are waiting too. Yes,
1: this is. Legit. Go ahead on that one.
0: Go it, um, Catherine Moxley. I love that last name, Moxley. Hey, kid, you got Moxley. All um, right, I don't know what's wrong with me. Yeah. I, swear. I swear, I don't. <laughs> Blame it on my parents because my mom smoked cigarettes when I was pregnant when she was pregnant with me. Um, what is the key to time management? Uh, I'm a full-time sped teacher doing six plus hours of online teaching plus writing IEPs daily, grad work, and I have four and a two-year-old at home with me. I'm drowning. So Catherine, that's a really great question. I have found that um, I, I'm first, right? this is my, this is my newest thing in the last few years. Um, and I remember someone tell, I had a spiritual director years ago that when my kids were still waking up at like five o'clock in the morning, I remember sitting in this session, I was talking to him and I said, you know, I'm getting up and I'm trying to pray at 5.00 AM, but then the kids hear, you know, it's like that. You're like, you feel like a burglar when you're, when you're a new parent, like you walk down the hallway and the one floorboard squeaks. It's like the kids are like, are you up? Or like they start crying or they want to come downstairs And I remember him saying that he's like, tell them they're not allowed. Tell them that you need 20 or 30 minutes to get ready. And then they can come downstairs. I remember thinking like, I can't do that. I can't, I can't push them off. And he's like, well, you're never going to get it done then or wake up earlier. But even if you wake up before, you're still going to hear you. They're still going to come downstairs. You're never going to win. You have to tell people when they can have your time because it's your time. So now I plan things by, I write lists. I, my lists are not as crazy as they used to be where I think I can get 15 things done in a day. And so what that looks like, the, the beauty in this is getting up early and praying and meditating for me is I, when I meditate, part of that is envisioning what I want my day to look like. So I'm already putting it out. Like I'm already creating this thought of like it not going wrong, it going right. These are the things that are going to happen. This is how this conversation is going to go. This is what it's going to look like when I finish that run. It's going to look like, when I don't want to get off the couch and exercise, that this is how I'm going to do it. I'm thinking through that stuff Two, I have a meeting with my wife every day. And so that meeting looks like part of that is me sharing what I'm going to get done today. And my wife going, no, dude, you're not going to get 15 things done today. Pick three. And I'm like, no, dude, I can totally get done more than three. She's like, pick three. So then I pick those three things. I do those three things. And then that's it. That's like the bar set that low. Then um, it's doing those things, and then at the end of it, you just realize you can't do everything. So it's only, especially when you have little kids. I will tell you, just like everyone else will tell you, it is putting time into those individuals because you never get it back again. Your students come and go. The faculty comes and goes. Jobs, you know, are always going to ask. You know, a teachers' jobs never done. You're never going to get finished all the work. It's putting the time into yourself so you have something to give. Putting time into your kids because you never get it back, and Putting then what is left into your school, into your work, even if that brings you a great amount of satisfaction, um, you, your tank's going to run empty eventually. So it's like that's that's the only thing I can say. And it's op- so what you're doing is not always changing the things you're doing. You're changing the oh snap! What was I wasn't going to say it was really it was brilliant. Um, it's uh, it's changing. The, or, I guess the order in which you do things, right? It's changing the priority on what you put thing on, on things. And so um, that works for me, right? And it's knowing that I'll never get everything done and the school's never gonna be completely happy with me and everything's up. I'm not gonna get back to all the emails or do all the grading or a- answer all the questions. But if I have 30 minutes to do the questions on email, then and whatever I don't get to, I just don't get to. and And that's how I have to run my life because there's other things that are important to me. Um,
1: well, I think it's like if you make yourself happy first, right? If you're doing the things that oh, are important. That's what I was going
0: to say. Oh, Dude.
1: So glad I could help. High five.
0: Coronavirus. Um, so <laughs> uh, I need some hand sanitizer now. Um, so it is, it's not changing the things you're working on. It's changing what is your mindset when you're working on them. Because now when I do those things, I'm operating out of a higher space. Things don't bother me. I get through things better. I'm I'm more creative. I'm I'm come up with better ideas. Uh, I just feel better, and when I can change how I feel, it changes the effect I have on everything I'm doing, and then life's just better. Uh, That's it, gang. Listen. Thanks to all of our winners. I'm going to email all of you and let you know that you won in case you don't see this. Um, And, dude, just real quick, I'm just going to say one more time. I really, really appreciate all the kind stuff that people are saying the people on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, the people that are emailing me about the book and yeah. people on YouTube, even the people that show up on a Sunday, right? Like when you can just be chilling um, to talk education. I love it. I love it. I love it. And back to Catherine, I think it was Catherine's point, right? That says, uh, no, know it wasn't Catherine. Um, whoever brought up the point about, like, doesn't this feel like coming home? It does. I really appreciate all of you guys. I thank you so, so much. It's it's awesome. It's this is a great thing to be able to show up and be a part of. Um, so we will back be back here next Sunday at the correct time of 1 p.m. Because I won't be running around like a crazy person all over Philadelphia. And then don't forget to join us on Instagram this week. Every day at 12, I'm gonna have a different guest on. And uh there's some fun people coming up this week. They're every day at noon on Instagram at Eastern Standard Time. And that's it, everybody. Talk to you next week. Peace.